I never saw such a woman. She would certainly be a fearsome thing to behold. Ladybird. Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. Hello, and welcome back to the Film Girlies podcast. I'm Fiona. And I am Emily. We are here today to bring you some sad girl movies. Yes, because it is November. Um, also, wanted to apologize for our lack of episode last week. I was, I was a victim of November. Fiona was a victim of November, and it just couldn't happen. Um, so we appreciate your patience and understanding in that regard. That's yeah. We were yeah. just having a little. We had a little week. We needed a little week to yeah regroup, become functioning university students one more once more Ugh. and now we're good we're back we're better than ever yeah we're back we're better than ever i kept the amount of times last week that i said it's just that point in the semester like if i had a dollar for every time i said that last week i'd be rich because i just kept saying that over and over because also yeah i felt like the the meltdown was collective like everyone i knew last week was not having a good time if you were having a good time that week, good for you. Um, really glad to hear that. Can't relate. In other news, You're though, probably lying. they're probably yeah, lying. They probably, probably lying like a little bit, but you know what? Otherwise than that, good for you. Very, very happy yeah. that you didn't have a meltdown. Can't relate. <laughs> um, in other news, though, while I was having the worst week of my life, um, the SAG-AFTRA strike ended, so. That's Yay! extremely exciting. Um, yeah, I was I was really, really happy to hear that it ended, especially because things weren't looking super hot because <laughs> the executives just kept being like, no, no, we don't like that. Um, so to see them finally reach a fair deal was um, really exciting and really, really heartwarming, really happy. Also so excited for like movie promos to continue as normal i was i know i was missing that i know the film updates uh twitter account was probably missing that as well because they just kept tweeting like it's so-and-so's birthday so-and-so was in this movie <laughs> and it's like okay <laughs> babe is struggling for content right now um but yeah we were really uh grateful to hear that that ended and we can we can keep talking about movies I'm so glad we can finally talk about movies again because I need these movies to come out. I can't keep living like this. Yeah. It was looking very worrying, but we're back. That means we get a full Oscars campaign season. Extremely excited. I was so worried about the Oscars campaign season. Honestly, that was the number one thing I was worried about because you know us and the Oscars. Um, so it's so exciting because we get to go I, full. Yes. Full I was like weirdly like i was like kind of sad about like there there was like a chance that there wouldn't be a full oscar campaign for a lot of the movies up this year yeah because there were a lot of them were still under um strike yeah but also i was like that kind of like leaves like an awesome opportunity for like some smaller movies to that is true into the oscars thing because like if there's 10 movies out and two of them are have agreements to break the strike and promote their movie there's a better chance that they would win some things. Those were two were like those two films that were had the agreements were some of my favorites of the year. But so now I don't think there's much chance of them 
getting much in the Oscar season, but that's okay. I they get my award. Yeah, they get Fiona's award, which really is better than an Oscar. So um, absolutely, you'll find out what yeah. these movies are when Emily and I do our 2023 wrap up. Uh, <laughs> Three months. 2023 wrap up, and in the new year when it's Oscars extravaganza, oh, yeah. you oh, won't you yeah. won't you won't get sick of it, and you'll hear you'll hear plenty about it. Um, now that the SAG strike has ended, we are free to run our mouths once again on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and if there's one thing we can do, it's run our mouths. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we decided today to run our mouths about some of our favorite sad girl movies. This could be movies about a sad girl. They could be movies that make us sad girls. Um, really, just anything where a tear was shed yeah. throughout the duration of the film. That's what's on this list. So we're going to do our usual extremely organized and professional way of just proposing movies to the board. Yeah, extremely organized and professional. And we definitely planned this. Mm -hmm. I definitely have a list of movies that I am working with. I am not staring off blankly into space until I think of something. No, why would Fiona do that? I am always prepared. Emily, please begin. Start us off with a sad girl movie. Um, I will bring to the board... The first sad girl movie I shall bring to the board is The Lost Daughter... Uh, from 2021, directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, this was kind of on the Oscars circle. It wasn't Best Picture nominated, but there were a few like acting actress nominations for it specifically, so I decided to check it out. Uh, it was also a Netflix original, or, or it was on Netflix, so I was like, I'll check it out. The letterbox synopsis reads, A woman's seaside vacation takes a dark turn when her obsession with a young mother forces her to confront secrets from her past um this movie made me cry a lot um there are lots of intricate explorations of like mother-daughter relationships and also just anything where like an older woman reflects on her youth just makes me cry and like viscerally upset and why i don't know i just think that like i don't know if you've ever you're like scrolling on tiktok or instagram or whatever and there's always like there's memes like me when i remember that my mother was once a girl and it just it always i don't know it always makes me really emotional to think that um to think about how these cycles work of how like i am young right now but one day i will be reflecting on reflecting on me recording a movie podcast at 20 with my best yeah these are the experiences i'm going to be reflecting on but um yeah this film made me really emotional and anything that makes me think about life and the passage of time oh i'm not i am a fan of the passage of time but it also i'm also not a fan of the passage of time like i'm a fan of it when i'm watching something and it's about the passage of time because then i'm like oh beautiful but when I think about like me like not being a child and like growing older ah ah I don't like it it makes me very 
makes me very like quite extremely emotional um so if you experience that as well i highly recommend the lost daughter uh, it stars olivia coleman uh she is the uh the the woman like uh, who becomes obsessed with this young mother at the beach and the young mother her character's name is nina played by dakota johnson who also does a really spectacular performance in this um but jesse buckley plays a younger version of olivia coleman and i think the um pairing of olivia coleman and jesse buckley in um like as one character then playing one character is so intriguing and beautiful it's a really beautiful film uh definitely gonna make you a sad girl or a sad person um but i highly highly recommend the lost daughter i have not yet i have not yet seen the lost daughter yeah but I do want to see it. Unfortunately, I did put it on my watch list because Paul Mescal's in it. Um, but now I have another reason to watch it. It's that you like it. So. Oh yeah, he is in that. I totally forgot about that. He is. So the Paul Mescal fans. Paul Mescal is else my for favorite you. sad girl. Favorite sad girl. <laughs> favorite sad <laughs> Irish person. No, favorite sad girl is Paul Mescal. Yeah, we love yeah. the sad. We love the irish and the uk as well so great movie for love the irish speaking of sad irish people the sad film sad girl film i am bringing to the board is after sun because uh, you know i think i've spoken about this movie multiple times on this podcast this year that's okay it's our podcast we can say what we want and I would like to say that After Sun is one of the best things I have ever seen in my whole life. And it made me a sad girl, but also it is about a sad girl in a way. And it's just so, it's not the director's, like, it's like the director's life, you know? It's a director, Charlotte Wells, reflecting on her relationship with her dad growing up. Um, and like a vacation that she took with her father and all of the memories of this vacation, and then all of the memories of her father throughout the rest of his life. Um, and it's just so gorgeous and heartbreakingly beautiful. And it's not like, I think sometimes you can mistake, like misinterpret a sad girl movie to be just like something bad happens to a character and you have to deal with that. But I think this movie is like, you're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop, but there is no other shoe to drop. It's just, her relationship with her dad and what this vacation means in the moment to like the 12 year old girl and what it means to this to her when she's like a mid-30s like woman you know like it's just it's so mesmerizingly beautiful and i love it so much and i highly recommend after sun to literally every single person ever because it's beautiful and I feel like you can't really understand how beautiful it is until you watch it and love it. And Paul Mescal is a really good sad girl sad girl in this. He should have won an Oscar. I said it. Who was not remind me, who was nominated the same year that he was? When was that? Last year, the Academy awarded Brendan Fraser the Oscar. Oh yeah, it was that recent. Over Paul Mescal and After Sun, and over Colin Farrell and Banshee of Sheeran, another wonderful sad girl movie <laughs> even though there is actually not the only one girl in that whole movie um but Colin Still, Farrell is an honorary yeah. sad girl 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think he definitely is Irish. I don't know why that adds something to it, but I'm like that Irish Ireland gives me sad girl energy today. Apparently, do, do we need so. to rename this episode "Sad Irish Girl Movies"? Ira- Ireland, Ireland. Everyone, go watch After Sun because it's amazing. And we, Thomas Gill, I will get you that Oscar one day. Um, yeah, I haven't seen After Sun yet. I'm not emotionally. No, I can't do that right now. One day though, I'll watch it and I'll probably cry my eyes out um take your time yeah but i'll get there one day and i'm really excited to see it when when that does happen uh speaking of non-girls who are sad um i know this is our sad girl episode and i wanted to of course feature as many women as possible as i always do um but i couldn't make an episode without talking a little bit about manchester by the sea um which i I think I've maybe have I talked about on this podcast at all yet? I feel like maybe I mentioned it like one time. I don't think we've talked about it, but I think we need to talk about it right now. I think we do need to talk about it right now. Um, this movie is so depressing. It is directed by Kenneth Longer Lonergan. Lonergan? He's also Lonergan? Irish. That sounds like an Irish Stop! Name. No more Irish people. That does kind of sound like an <laughs> No more Ireland. Um He's American. Oh Boo. What? Boo. Maybe no. he Maybe he is like a little Irish though. He should be Irish. <laughs> you you can you can say he's Irish. But he's not. He was born in the Bronx. Oh come on. It's probably like I don't know. Anyways, um, um yeah. in 2016, uh was on the Oscars circle quite a bit, um, starring Casey Affleck, uh, featuring Michelle Williams and Lucas Hedges. And this movie, Letterboxd describes, letter, here's the Letterboxd synopsis. I like reading these because otherwise I'll like either say too much or too little. So someone wrote this with intention, so I'm going to read it for you. After his older brother passes away, Lee Chandler is forced to return home to care for his 16-year-old nephew. There he is compelled to deal with a tragic past that separated him from his family and the community where he was born and raised. Um, this So in, in contradiction to uh, Fiona talking about After Sun, in which you're waiting for the shoe to drop, um, but it never does, the shoe drops here. Um, and it drops hard. It drops like a catastrophic bomb um it is so deeply painful so well performed and well executed but um what this character goes through is i don't want to give away too much but one of (laughs) one of the most like painful scenarios i could ever imagine and having to consistently confront that whilst also like not really being a person who is able to emotionally processed you know what i mean like like it's very clear he doesn't know how to deal with these emotions um and obviously dealing with something as awful as this character deals with there's no right or wrong way to do that but there's also a way to neglect it which is what he was kind of doing for a long time um i feel like i don't know maybe i just talked to fiona about this like like one on like in our regular conversations we do talk outside of this podcast fun fact um (laughs) i talked specifically about the score because i love the score for this film i am trying to find 
the uh, Leslie Barber is the composer of um, she wrote all the music and she wrote all the music and the like the soundtrack for this film and it is stunning it is perfect um highly highly recommend you check out the score if you're a fan of like soundtracks in general um but also highly highly recommend you check out this movie um it is a lot so obviously take care of yourself um and (laughs) of course but it is fantastic fiona what do you want to let's talk because we have both seen this oh my gosh the manchester by the sea is just so gorgeous um the sound, like the yeah, the score is just go- beautiful. I listen to it a lot in my little study music era. You guys, music like movie soundtracks are so good for studying because they are written to support a scene and to be almost like not quite background noise, but act as that. And so, using it for studying is really helpful. Um, but I love this movie very, very much. I think it's just excellent, and it's. Yeah, it's just, like, so horrifyingly sad to watch, but it's, I think it's worth it. Like, you just feel, sometimes I think it is completely necessary to watch a movie and feel like your heart's being ripped out of your chest and stomped on a few times. And that's what this one does. And, yeah, Casey Affleck is very, very good in it. I um, I believe he won an Oscar for it. Don't quote me on that. Everything we say is a lie. Um, let me Google this. <laughs> uh, but he is so... Sorry, that had typing noises in it. He did win for Best Actor in 2017 for this movie. Rightfully so. He is incredible. Um, and the whole movie is just so beautiful. Good choice. I forgot about that one in the sad girl movie sphere. You're so right. Yeah, I did want to mention really quick, Casey Affleck does a great performance in this. He was also uh, accused of sexual assault in 2010. So, um, unfortunate ongoing conversation of like, oh, all these actors had great performances, but um, Fiona and I won't acknowledge a good performance from a shit person without mentioning the bad thing that they did. So just a just a quick, I'm going to throw that at you. Good thing to throw. Thank you. Good thing good thing to throw. <laughs> good thing to throw. Yeah. Speaking of Casey Affleck, he is in the film, the 2017 film, A Ghost Story. <laughs> I told you the segue was bad. <laughs> uh, no, that's not why the segue is bad. It's just... Oh my You're god. You're emotionally ready to talk about A Ghost Story. I'll start us off. Okay. Talk about a ghost story. Talk about it. Let's talk about a ghost story. Let's do it. Um, a ghost story is about a it's about a couple who is tragically separated by a death, and then one of them returns as a ghost to haunt this home that the ghost had created with their partner, and then kind of just. Like, it starts out with that, and then it just kind of delves into this extremely depressingly existential passage of time. Like, we were talking before, you said passage of time in movies is always so heartbreakingly beautiful to watch. But you hate time, like, the passage of time in real life. And that's what this one is to me. Like, it's just this ghost trying to figure out what to do now that their life as a human has gone 
but how do they move, keep moving on as the world around them changes, the life around them changes. Um, Rooney Mara's in this, and she is just so excellent in it. I watched this quite a few years ago, and I haven't watched it since because it made me feel so sick. Um, and I hadn't cried for like the whole movie and then like the credits started to roll and then I was just like tidal wave of tears like I was losing it crying um it's just a very special movie it's 93 minutes long and while it like it's so such a weird it's paced perfectly it's just paced weirdly because like it's very short and you so like you know you're not sitting there for very long like you don't feel like you're sitting there for very long but yet every scene seems to go on and stretch on forever and I think that's just a testament to how well directed it is because you can see that this is like the ghost is just stuck in these long stretches of time unable to look away from what is happening around them and that's what the kind of role you take on as a viewer when you watch it Yeah, I think I touched on this during my like during our spooky movies um pod and I brought it to the table so I won't I won't add too much to it um but just going to reiterate that passage of time is the most devastating thing that happens to us as human beings and any art that reflects on that or explores that will break my heart. Yeah. Overall wonderfully said, Fiona. Well, speaking of the passage of time, anyone remember the 1980s? Because I don't. I was not nearly a figment of my mother's imagination. Um, but you know what did exist in 1989? Herbert Ross's Steel Magnolias. Um, I I don't think the overall... I did want to talk about this movie because it um, makes me very sad. But it's not... I wouldn't say it's like extreme, like an extremely, extremely sad movie, but I wanted an excuse to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it anyway. My podcast. I'm talking about Steel Magnolias. Um, I watched this movie with my mom for the first time. So I have a very like, I, I have like a very like strong emotional attachment to it. Um, just aside from like, aside from me enjoying this movie quite a bit, I also like, reminds me of my mummy. Love my mom. Um, this. Yeah, the tagline is the funniest movie ever to make you cry. Like, it's it's absolutely hilarious. Dolly Parton's in it. She's a legend. She's an icon. She is the moment. Um, and this heart-wrenching drama is about a beauty shop in Louisiana owned by Truvy and the tra tragedies of all of her clients. Um, and this film is just a, is a stunning reflection and, like, exploration on, like, womanhood and the power of community. And um, when a tragic loss happens in that community to see these women um support each other build each other up and make each other laugh again is just one of the most beautifully devastating and heartwarming things um i've ever seen it is this movie is based on a stage play written by who wrote it robert harling who also who also wrote the uh, screenplay for this, um, which definitely makes sense because a lot of it reads like like a lot of the scenes. I'm like, okay, I could I could have definitely seen this on a stage pretty easily. Um, but yeah, again, the passage of time, the dealing with loss, and the power of community um, are some of the the like key themes in this film. And 
it is such a beautiful, such a beautiful, heartwarming, but also heartbreaking film. Um, highly, highly recommend it to everyone um, ever. <laughs> like, I, I recommend it to everyone, like, quite, quite honestly. So, uh, yeah, Fiona has not seen Still Magnolias. Um, I hope she does one day. I quite enjoy it. One day, perhaps. One day. But she has so many movies to watch. We both do. You more than me. Oh, definitely me more than you. <laughs> I don't watch movies nearly as often. The last thing I watched on my letterbox was um, Richard, the Royal Shakespeare Company's Richard II, starring David Tennant, because I had to watch it for my theater class. So, The last thing I watched was After Everything for the second time, <laughs> because I needed to show Serena the film. Very important. Film. The film. Um, after tonight, my letterbox is going to look absolutely insane because it always shows your four most recent movies. And in a few hours, it will say Priscilla, it will say um, The Hunger Games Catching Fire. <laughs> no, I think Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Yeah. Priscilla. Yeah. After everything. Yeah. The Killer. <laughs> Mine currently says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I watched on a first date with a guy I haven't talked to since. Uh, Coraline, <laughs> Infinity Pool, and Richard the Second. So could be worse, but still a little, still a little chaotic. Yeah. I need to think of a good segue from Still Magnolias into something. Yes. Else. Um, I have to pick what movie I want to talk about next. I have that a would few. that would be important. <sighs> I'm trying to think of which one best fits the segue here. Go based off the segue. Um, <laughs> I have like two left that I really want to talk about. I think that's right, right? I how many have I said two so far? Three so far. Three so far. Yeah. So this is the last one, technically. What have I even said? After Sun, <laughs> a ghost story. That's all I said. I'm on my third. Oh, you're on your third. Sorry, I lied. Oh, yeah, because I'm yeah. only on my second. No, I'm on my yeah. third. Wait, oh, because I started. Me. Frig. Oh, my God. <laughs> Still my okay. Third. Yeah, my sorry. Third. My third, my third will be Mank. <laughs> no. Mank makes me fucking depressed, so. Um, going the opposite route from banding together in your grief my next film is about being alone in your grief and it's called eternal sunshine of the spotless mind um you guys should be grateful this is a um auditory medium and not a visual medium because emily and i have had like extremely visceral reactions to every single movie the other person brings up like, it's true like i keep like <laughs> gagging like 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 not in like a ew that movie sucked way but in like a oh my god like i'm about to pass out and my head hit the wall boom yeah um we're having we're very dramatic people if you didn't know yeah we are i choose eternal sunshine of the spotless mind because like emily um we both feel the intense need to have our minds wiped yeah Basically, Eternal, if you haven't, I'm not going to explain that because I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but Eternal Sunshine is what's mine in brief is about Jim Carrey, I think giving the performance of a lifetime, I personally like this better than The Truman Show, but um, that's me. Um, and it's a man dealing with the loss of a relationship that he thought would be with him for a long time. Kate Winslet 
is also very excellent in this movie. She plays um, Clementine. Love Miss Clementine. Her name's Clementine, right? Yeah, I didn't make that up. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, like, these two characters who they meet, they fall in love, their relationship ends, and it's just all that happens during the relationship and after and before. And it's very, very, very beautiful. I adore it. Um, I think... I mean, like, Charlie Kaufman, man, he's just so good at writing movies, and Eternal Sunshine is just beautiful. That movie is a great sad girl movie because... Great sad girl movie. Clementine is a sad girl, but then also, when you watch the movie, I think it's a very... It, like, creeps up on you, I feel like. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I watched this, oh my gosh, so long ago. Like, I, I have no clue when. I'd already seen it when, like... Bef- like before before mr johnson put it on in grade 12 english class <laughs> um <laughs> i'd watched it a few years prior and i've seen it a few times since then and i think it's just so beautiful and it really sticks with you yeah i think definitely. about it a lot more than i anticipated myself thinking about it when i first watched it you know yeah me too i the when we watched it in this english class that fiona and i were in together that was my first time seeing it and i agree in that it kind of just it kind of creeps up on you it's not one of those movies where you're like oh, this is sad, I am sad the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Whereas, like, towards the end of it, and even now, like, I'll just be like, huh. It's almost like a like a shiver down my back every now and then kind of thing. Um, yeah. Beautiful film. Go Stunning watch. Stunning film. Go watch it. Highly. Me when the passage of time. Me when the passage of time. <sighs> Me when I reflect on my relationships with other people. Me when I think about how I exist in this universe. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, this is like a bit philosophical and mildly off topic, I apologize. But sometimes I wonder if people like think about these things as much as I do. Me too. And not to say like I'm some like better person because that's not, that's quite the opposite of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like I feel... Sometimes I feel like I feel so deeply I just want to throw up all the time um, because I feel everything and experience everything so personally and so deeply, which I think is also like a great gift. Like I'm really on like really happy that I like feel so many things, but I also like it's kind of exhausting feeling a lot of things all the time. And that's why like I've always been very passionate about art because it's a reflection on these things that I feel all the time. And sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I just wonder, I'm like, is everyone living their life like this? And just, like, not talking about it as much? Because I don't, honestly, like, maybe I just, I don't think so. And again, I don't think that's, like, a bad thing. I just think that, like, maybe we're all thinking about life in different ways. And that's kind of crazy. I I think so, too. Where were we before I started getting weirdly philosophical? I was talking about Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind and how I wish I could have Mark Ruffalo. Is Mark Ruffalo? He's in that movie, right? Did I make that I up? I think so. Um, actually, you might have made that up. No, no, I think... No, sorry. He's in it. I just don't remember him in it. I need to have Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst come to my house and erase my brain. Yeah. So I think that's funny. Mm-hmm. Mildly related to my tangent about do other people think and feel as crazily as i feel like i think and feel sometimes um one thing that's very important to me in what i think and feel a lot um is 
the experiences of other people, the experiences of people in countries, in situations that I don't, I'm not familiar with and I don't understand. And I wanted to kind of for my fourth pick of today, I wanted to, I was scrolling through all the movies I had seen because that's how I make my list for these episodes. I just go, that one. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about this short film uh, that I watched on movie a few years ago it's called uh, more than two hours directed by ali Ascari, um and it follows um this woman and her partner who um this woman suffers some like complications um after she has sex with her partner but um because she's not married and because they're living in a country where premarital sex is illegal um she is not able to access any health care uh that will save her life and um, or she has a really, really difficult time doing so. And uh, it's a 15-minute film. Uh, it was created in 2013. Um, I don't know if it's still on movie, uh, but if you can find it anywhere, I do really recommend checking it out. Um, this movie really made me <laughs> think and made me a sad girl because it really reminded me that... Um, like, as a woman in Canada, I have so many um, reproductive rights and rights regarding my bodily autonomy that so many women around the world do not have. Um, and I think one of the awesome things about being... One of the awesome things about art is that it can remind us um, and educate us on the experiences of other people, especially other women. Um, so <laughs> apologies to kind of like make this like this is turning on a like really, really dark note. Um, but this movie made me a sad girl because it made me um really reflect on something that I hadn't reflected on before. Um, because I know that this would never be an issue for me accessing healthcare. Um, but it is an issue for a lot of women accessing healthcare. A lot of issue for women who can't even access healthcare in the first place. Um and that's one of the things that, yeah, art can do. It can make us aware of other people. And it can also um, inspire us to have conversations about these kind of things. So um, this was a really great short film. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, once again, it's called More Than Two Hours, directed by Ali Ascari. Um, I will never stop advocating for reproductive rights for women everywhere. And um, the rights for women to have their own their choices over their own body and their own bodily autonomy. Um, because if women being stripped of their basic human rights doesn't make you sad, then I have some bad news for you. <laughs> and yeah, that, uh, that's where I'll, I'll close it on that one, I think. Very well spoken. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Now, how? what am I supposed to do? How do I give my point? Yeah, good luck segue on that one, babe. <laughs> You said, as a woman in Canada, well, my fourth movie is about a woman who moves to Canada. There we go. Um, my fourth movie is a movie called Past Lives. Um, Ooh. I, I had a feeling you were going to talk about this today. I think, like, I think about this movie so often. I think it's truly crawling up there and, like, it's getting to favorite movie ever territory. Like, it's getting into, like, top movies that I've ever seen. As we should know by now, Fiona and Emily are huge fans of romance movies that don't always end in, like, a happy ending. And, like, we really like movies that are, like, 
dialogue heavy and there's two people talking and that's what past lives is it's about i'm sure i've talked about this already i don't know when i feel like i've talked about this already but i'm gonna do it again i watched past lives this over the summer in movie theaters and i sent emily a before picture of me sitting in my car happily smiling and i sent her an after picture of me sitting in the car with tears dripping down my nose um this movie is about a young girl who moves from korea to south korea to toronto to new york city i want to say i think it's toronto she moves to canada somewhere and then to new york city as she gets old when she's an adult um and it's about her as a person and her in relation to her childhood best friend um and just how they connect and disconnect throughout the years and how their lives have changed since they were 12 and how you can hold on to memories from one part in your life that no longer suit you in another in a past life in a new life you know um it's just, it's so crazy good, and it's written so well, and it's, this is Celine Song's, like, debut feature, which is just crazy. <laughs> like, she made such an incredible movie for a first go-round. Um, I wanted to share one quote from it, because I think it's very beautiful, and I feel like it's a great sad girl movie quote. Um, this is Hey Sung, her, Nora's childhood friend from South Korea, visiting her. So nearly in the movie, and he says, I liked you for who you are, and who you are is a person who leaves. And that's a crazy thing to say. That's a crazy thing to say. Um, I know. Emily has, like, hand over her mouth. She looks like she's gonna throw up onto her computer. <laughs> um, that's, like, not even the craziest thing said in this movie, Emily. I'm literally crying right now. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it goes on like this. Like, there's just like every. There are so many lines in this movie that are so absolutely heartbreaking. Emily's gonna. I'm literally crying <laughs> right now. I think you know what you're doing tonight. I think you're watching Past Lives. I think so. I'm sorry. I know who you are, and you're a person that leaves. <laughs> what is that? Isn't what does that, that crazy? mean? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I haven't seen this movie. Like, I haven't seen it. Okay. You need to... I think you should watch this tonight. I think maybe. I just need to... I feel like I'm in need of a good cry anyway. Past Lives is, like, one of my favorite movies of the year. And I love it very, very much. And it is such a good sad girl movie. Stay sad, my girls. Stay, stay sad. Stay sad. <laughs> and by that I mean stay, keep experiencing life and all of the emotion that it brings you because all of it is going to make you a more nuanced and introspective person. And even though it might be more painful, it'll be better. Beautifully said. Who's your favorite sad girl ever? If it ever um my favorite sad girl ever is i think mine would be celine from the before series she has she does have sad girl energy yeah 
she has good sad girl energy i think like the first name that popped into mind when you asked me that question was yulia from worst person in the world um yeah. i really wanted to talk about that today but i was like i can't keep talking about this movie they're about it way too much they are sick of hearing about it but if you haven't seen it yet please i am begging you it's so good this concludes our discussion on our some of our favorite sad girl movies um if you're ever in need of a good cry put any of these on i'm sure you will I was gonna say you're gonna you would I'm sure you'll have a great time. You won't have a great time, but you'll have a time. Um yeah. Next week on the podcast, we will be giving a tribute to one of our favorite am I correct when I say our favorite? Yes. Or is it just my favorite? One, one of our favorites. Okay. One of our f- collective favorite directors david fincher and we talk about all of his films including the 2020 film mank and of course his new movie the killer out on netflix so go check out that movie and we'll see you next week thank you so much for tuning in bye